Welcome to Hot Almighty, where we talk about the American harvest. This is the podcast about North and Southeastern American Indian foodways. What y'all cooking? I'm your co-host, Aja. And I'm your co-host, Damon. And yo, yo, I'm I'm kind of excited, y'all. We have Big Chief Top Cats, an American Indian historian on the show today. Welcome to the show, Big Chief. Peace, peace. How y'all doing? Uh, doing good, doing good. How about yourself? Uh, I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. That's what it do. Um, would you like to tell our tell the um, audience a little bit about yourself? You know, um, like kind of quick about your background, if you don't mind. Peace, peace. Um, legendary Big Chief Top Cat. Uh, I represent the Kasadi Nation. Uh, that's a tribe down in the southeast, uh, part of the Muscogee Confederation. Um, Texas, uh, the tribe is in um, Texas, Louisiana. The uh, oldest reservation in, in Texas is uh, in Livingston, Texas, Alabama, Cushada Reservation. And um, that's where my ancestors are buried at. And uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about American Indian foodways. I'm ready to turn up. No doubt, no doubt. Well, you mentioned the uh, Cushada tribe, but I didn't hear you mention anything about any Africans. Um, you don't have any Africans <laughs> in your bloodline? <laughs> Nah, nah, um, no Africans in my bloodline, uh, but I do have... How's that possible? What'd you say? Oh, I was saying, how's that possible? Oh, well, um, man, that's a great question, because now we're in the day of, um, of genealogy now. A lot of people going back, searching their family records, and actually, um, trying to uh, find answers to these, these questions, Marks. And, uh, you know, um, as of now, no Africans in my genealogy, and I made it back to the uh, 1500s, so, and that's on nearly all of my lines. Um, yeah, I'm back in either the 15 1600s, and no Africans. Got it, got it. So, Top Cats, I gotta say this. This was maybe, this was last year. I hadn't seen you on Clubhouse before, and I was in the room talking to my husband and I was like wait a minute this whole thing this Marcus Garvey shit ain't making no sense so I'm like wait a minute the American Colonization Society so we we, we just got into this conversation about how this Garveyism and Marcus Garvey it sounded like he was an op and then as soon as we finished having that conversation I get on Clubhouse and you having a conversation about the same topic I was like y'all but I have to ask you, what are some reasons why Pan-Africanism, specifically Garvey, is so dangerous to, um, just dangerous, period? Well, um, Pan-Africanism is the um, most dangerous uh, mindset that our people can be in because it's the, um, it's a doctrine given to you by the colonizers. Uh, you know, we we we've been fed a lot of white supremacy. Not to say that it don't exist, because uh, that is a part of the history. But the um, the the white supremacy actually came from black uh, colonizers, Europe uh, from Europe, and um, yeah. So that's it's the most dangerous because it is uh, it's the doctrine of the colonizer, and. Uh, <laughs> That's why we we haven't been able to move forward with it, and it's been here the longest. 
can you can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because um, I have a question to follow up. But I, um, just for anybody who's listening who never really even heard that concept, could you elaborate just a little bit more on that? The, on the African being a colonizer, you know? Yeah, right. uh. Black Europeans too. Because a lot of people, they, I don't even know why people refute the existence of Black Europeans. But can you go into detail about um, why it's important for us to know about Black Europeans? Right. So Black Europeans is, if we go back so we was always taught that if you're black, then you come from Africa. And again, this is the Pan-African agenda because we, we have to understand is they had to write over a history. And so everything about Pan-Africanism is a created history. Is is everything about it is made up. And it's more recent than we think is ancient. But the reason why I say that is because at the time of colonization, when we go back to colonization, 1492, the um, even through Columbus, Columbus was a Moreno. He was a Jew. His family was from Portugal. He was uh, the king of Portugal at the time was Alfonso the Fort. He had a brother. His brother is uh, um, uh, King Duke of Beja. That's in uh, his wife. His, his well, it wasn't his wife, but because he had an illegitimate child with her. Her name was Isabella Zarco. Uh, Zarco, uh, his her daddy was Jao Zarco, and he was a knight under uh, Chris uh, under um, a family member of um, Alfonso uh, of the cousin of Alfonso. I'm sorry about that, Dom Henry, and so um, yeah, Dom Henry, and uh, Zarco was a knight to him. He was a, a Sephardic Jew. This was a Jewish family, and so yeah, these people were Marenos. They were also dark-skinned people that came out of Europe. So when, once they leave, they went into Haiti. And later, we'll see the Noriac Pass, um, which was, um, they, it was a, sort of like a black code. They ended up passing in Louisiana as well. But a lot of these black Jews had to leave the island. And so uh, when we look at things like this, uh, also with King James out of Europe for the British side, you had King James, who came and established the uh, colony in Virginia for the Virginia London Company after Elizabeth I died, also a melanated uh, uh, woman. And that'll close the Tudor, the uh, House of Tudor, and you're coming to your steward line. All of the steward kings were black. They were the last black kings of Europe. And, okay. and King James, uh, his son was murdered by the Protestant movement that came in and then robbed with their... Um, uh, uh, Catholic movement. She had two forces there. And after that, that made the Stuart kings, uh, they exiled them. King uh, Charles II, the black boy king, anybody can look it up, his name is black boy king. He was named after his mother, Henrietta Maria. She was a Protestant. Actually, they, they family member, but um, they kept it in the uh, family. But these they owned the company. Him and his younger brother, James Duke of York, James II, called the Royal African Company. The Royal African Company took over the Dutch uh, presence, and that's where you get New York under James Duke of York. Philadelphia was given to William Penn. Uh, they took over the ports in South Carolina. Charleston, South Carolina is named after Charles II, the black boy king. Took over the ports there. They had uh, took over the ports in um, Port Royal in Jamaica, and they also had Cape Coast in West Africa. 
And through this line, they would run the, the slave trade. And uh, they would run trade, but they would also be transporting uh, uh, American Indian slaves and um, slaves out the Caribbean island on these trips as well. And uh, gotcha. through this line, these people, these melanated people would come here and uh, um, this is where uh, the, the origins of the Pan-Africanism would come through there, the Royal, uh, the Royal Society of Friends, uh, Royal Society of Friends coming out of the colonies. Through here, your black melanated leaders, origins of Pan-African would come through with Paul Cuffey. He would, they would establish a, a, a trade route into uh, uh, what is modern day Sierra Leone. And um, they wanted to do an international trade there. They also wanted to send American Indians from America over to relocate and um, help them build a colony in West Africa. And um, that'll, that'll um, be the origins of Pan-Africanism. And also through that same um, Society of Friends organization, they'll create the American, I mean, the AME Church. They'll create the AME Church through Richard Allen. And you also have um, James Fortin, which was the richest man in the time. And also you'll have um, Absalom Jones. And this combination right here, all of these guys right here are founding fathers of America. The same as is uh, George Washington, so on and so forth. Well, uh, these guys right here are actually black founding fathers. And uh, this would be your origins of Pan-Africanism uh, and through that black church. And we'll see their presence. Um, and, uh, and they were Protestants. Let me throw that on there before I drop the mic. Uh, these were Protestants. And um, also that's where you see that Baptist relationship will come in there. And that'll play uh, dividends once we get into the antebellum period and the cotton age down in the south, violin. Okay. Um, so you definitely you definitely gave our audience a lot to unpack right there. Um, so let me ask you this. You mentioned Pan-Africanism. What ways has Pan-Africanism altered people's views on American Indian or so-called black American food waste? Well, um, you know, like I said, Pan-Africanism was given to us by the colonizers. Pan-Africanism is a doctrine. So um, it's a false history that they had to put together. And one way they, they had to strip us of our culture and um, and they used uh, West Africa to, 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 uh, to do that. And so since they tell us, the narrative is that if we black, that we came from West Africa on slave ships. And so, but when we get here, we have a culture. We have food. Uh, the foundation of culture, let me state that, would be your food. Because if you wanted to know somebody's culture, you go in their kitchen. Because these different foods, these different um, uh, fruits, these vegetables, they come from the earth. They, they, are, they are grown, known to be originate in certain areas. And the people around that live around that culture, this is what make them. This is what... Uh, uh, um, people would maybe identify them with. And so you'll go in a person's kitchen, whether it be Italian, whether it be uh, Mexican, uh, Mediterranean. Uh, this talks about, uh, this This uh, shows a person's culture. And so with Pan-Africanism and creating it, they had to, uh, the things that we like, 
the things that we're accustomed to. They had to put this label Pan-Africanism on it. And what it did was it didn't give us pride in what we were eating. And so uh, some of the things that came out of that was it was slave food. You know, hmm. our, our food and our culture was slave food. Uh, or it was the scraps. It was the, uh, the scraps from master table. Uh, it was the parts of the animals that that the white people didn't want, you know, these types of things. And, uh, and uh, yeah, really to now, uh, you really don't have too many soul food restaurants, even in largely uh, black populated areas or American Indian populated areas. Now, Top Cat, yeah. you said you go into a person's kitchen, you can understand that culture. To me, that was profound. Um, can you go a little bit deeper into that? How can understanding food culture help one understand genealogy? Okay. Um, yeah, with uh, with food, food attaches you back to a, a place it has, uh, with me, food has uh, a childhood, it has memories, whether it be recipes that's passed down through the family, uh, certain cakes, uh, certain, certain desserts, certain... Um, you know, holiday recipes or even family secrets. Um, through that, you know, you have to go back in time. You know, um, the genealogy attaches us to that. You know, these are, um, you know, a lot of people like like my aunt. She have a, um, a book that they had for a while now um, since the early um, 20th century uh, passed down to my family um, from, from one of my ancestors. So, um, yeah, we're dealing with the genealogy, though. It's very important because, um, like I was saying, a lot of these is uh, family recipes, and um, you know that's what I took from it with the genealogy. No, and, and that's that's a great point because, like you said, your food show you your culture um, from your knowledge, and I've seen you know I, I've seen a video with you. Uh, shuffling it up in there, so I know you do know how to get busy when it comes to that. Um, from your knowledge, from your family recipes, is there any um, what influence does the African cuisine have on any of the dishes that you've learned about or any of the dishes that you've made in your family? Um, well, again, you know, we have to go back to Pan African is a creative doctrine that was uh, placed here to write over. American Indian story and so within it they took our food culture and food customs and attached them to African nations so um, I want to I want to say this uh, I hope I can say this on here but Africans can't cook if I want to be real <laughs> nah Ms. Oz I'm sorry they can't cook bless they hard they be trying but um, I don't know it's something about us and I didn't live in I lived in different countries and so, nobody can cook. I'm just gonna be real. Nobody can cook. Is uh, I go on vacation. I survive on Doritos and Starburst. And I be on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these people they can't cook. But um, here, um, take like down in, in the south, down here where I'm at, Texas, Louisiana area. They have uh. You know, we eat what's surrounding what's surrounding us. So they eat alligators, uh, old school Indian, um, raccoon, uh, possum. We go back in, in the time um, our ancestors been, been eating these things. Deal. 
They always love them from deal, deal sausage. Um, down here, uh, you know, these are things that they try to associate with Africa and say we eat these things because of Africa. When a lot of these things don't even grow there. Uh, what else? Uh, we scratch rules down here. Here is you make it with a rule where you use, uh, 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 you know, flour, uh, which you use your pork, uh, pork grease. And then you'll uh, scratch a root with some flour, bell pepper, onions. We use peppers down here. We go back in time. The Mayans, they cook with these these same type of peppers. The Muscogee also, uh, the Muscogee Confederation down south, southeastern Indian, they also cook with these uh, bell peppers or onion gravies, you feel me? So uh, these are customs that Africans, you know, they don't use these customs, but they're saying that's why we use them. So uh, what's another one? Um, even I met the barbecuing. In fifteen forty when the soda and them got here, they met the chicken so they seen them uh barbecuing. Um, you know, they had wood chips and everything. Still to this day, see we soak them in a little uh well I, I give y'all one. We I, I soak them in um um soak them in vinegar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, uh, apple cider vinegar. Yeah, I figured that's the one. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, uh, soak the soak them in apple cider vinegar. Or you know the old heads, they'll they'll put look on them. They'll soak them <laughs> or whatever. But uh, yeah, you know these different type of customs. When you dealing with African dishes, even from the what they say the, the black eyed peas to the when we look at the way that we cook them, and you look at the way that they eat them, you know they they roll them up in like a ball form. We'll never eat that. That's one thing about us. <laughs> See, when you come from how we cook in the abundance of of um of our menu here in America, um, nah, they can't. They they more into like soups and and, and more like ration food. You know, <clears throat> yeah, you know, a lot of rice, uh, uh um, uh, soups, uh, shit to, to uh, go around like you're trying to feed a lot of people. But you know, here we we feast on. Um, I mean, um, you just look at them. They talk about the Thanksgiving stories and all of this shit here. We just doing buffets and, you know, we maxing out every time. But we got real sides and, and, and you know, that serve purposes. You know what I'm saying? And all our food is coming from the ground. And so, um, yeah, African um, food culture had absolutely zero uh, influence on American Indian food ways because Africans can't cook. They need to come over here and learn something. But I'm laying there. No, no doubt. No doubt. So, so Top Cats, you ain't eating no fufu? I can't eat no fufu. You know what? <laughs> I can't say it on here, but nah, I ain't never ate no fufu. But I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it's this fine first gen. Ooh, I like her. She like me too. And uh, she said, I'm gonna make you some fufu, big teeth. You gonna taste it. And I ain't gonna lie, I, I told her I'm gonna taste it, man. But uh, <laughs> nah, I ain't, ain't done this today, goddamn. <laughs> my two favorite, my, my sister father is from Sierra Leone. So growing up, I did get to taste some stuff they made. One thing was peanut butter soup, right? I did try that, you know, growing up, that's different, something that I wouldn't have, um, have tried unless, you know, I was around my sister father. Um, and then they used to make, but what did, what well, they still like, make it, like um, it. It was good. 
good. It was good. It was like the peanut butter isn't heavy in it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like a little bit of a slight thickener. You, you get what I'm saying? So it, it, it's really made tomato based. You see what I'm saying? Right. So even if you get yeah, you get to the origins of it, the origins, of course, couldn't be just from there. You get what I'm saying? Because we talk about tomato and everything. But it, it, it just accents. So it, it's actually pretty good. It's something I introduced to like my classmates when I was in um third grade. I did like a show and tell because I knew none of them knew knew what it was. You know, it was like unfamiliar that um eating it like that. But they used to make um well, pardon me, they still make cassava leaf, right? So again, cassava, <laughs> right? We still get American foods. But they take the leaf instead of the, the root, right? And they chop the leaf up and they mix it with like meat and stuff like that. It looks terrible, I'll be honest. So growing up, I never would even try to eat it. But I grew up and, you know, as I started to, you know, get into cooking and culinary, my palate was getting more, you know, creative and adventurous. I said, let me try. And I ain't going for it. It, it is pretty good, you know what I'm saying? It got a good flavor palate. But like we are saying, the Colombian Exchange, everything you mentioned, um, the origins of the cassava, <laughs> you know, the yuca, we know is from America. So, uh, the, yeah, so, uh, the food. You say you taste the fufu? Nah, that's something I never really tasted. <laughs> nah, I, I taste never. the fufu. What's going on with the fufu? That shit nasty as hell. That shit nasty as hell. It's like it's like gummy stuff. It's gelatinous and gummy, and you're supposed to dip it in soup and eat it with your nasty hands. It's it's disgusting. That's another thing too. They ain't got no home training. That's how you know ain't nobody cooking when you ain't got no dishes. You ain't cooking. We say, how you doing some cooking? How we got something from you? You ain't got no dishes in the house. We don't do that. We, you know, even when we eat our watermelon, we used to, they used to put uh, newspaper down for us or something. They gonna go lay the newspaper out there and we come out there on the porch with the watermelon. They ain't got no dishes. They ain't got nothing. We ain't, we never ate like that. Even um, here, when you going into the, um, uh, um, you going into them Algonquin tribes up there? They ate with silver well. You know, uh, they they created spoons and you know forks and knives and all of this type of thing. They had all of that up there. Those, those silver well already. Uh, you know, when the Europeans met them, um, the Yuchi Indians down there. Um, they, uh, you know, they even had tools down there. Even when they cultivated the rice and different things like that. You know, they had instruments that they ate with uh, the Cahokian Indians. Well, you know, a lot of people attest the Cahokians were Yuchi as well. <laughs> Said they came down out of Cahokia, but y'all in there. Let me say this before <laughs> before Ozzy jumps in. Um, you, um, let, let us know where um, we should tell, tell the comments to send their comments to. What's the email or something? <laughs> I know we're gonna get a lot of comments. <laughs> where should we where should we tell them to send the comments to, man? You know what I'm saying? Oh uh, <laughs> man, you can find me on Legendary Topcast on YouTube or University.com. Already, already. Go ahead, Ozzy. <laughs> you got yeah, Cause you know people gonna be mad. And you know, Damon, I gotta go back. We already had this conversation about the peanut soup. That's Peruvian and yeah. it's also for a Virginia peanut soup. Um, so they don't get credit for peanut soup. So yeah. Um, so Topcast, you put a lot of work into what you're doing. You have BCU. Can you explain that to everybody? And what do you want our people to get out of the work that you are putting in? 
Yeah, um, appreciate that. Uh, BCU, um, BCU, man, we, we have, um, it's a, um, it's an online university. It's really like a place where Indians can get to meet. So it is a side of the, um, that's free. We do free genealogy, uh, every Wednesday we have genealogy class. Um, we also have, um, genealogy tips and, uh, for people to get started that's, that's also located on there. We have an app, um, like a social media platform, community-based, where uh, American Indians get together, we have a uh, fellowship and network with each other, uh, whether it be our uh, uh, businesses, or whatever. So over there, we also have a book club, and uh, yeah, we, uh, we we tapping into something new now. We starting to. Uh, you know, set up events that where we're gonna travel, do field trips around America. And cool. uh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um so I got a three part question, I guess. So um first, is, am I correct that you um that you box or you used to box? Nah, nah, I got a boxing background, but you got a boxing background. I, I Okay, no, but you did. Even if you didn't go pro, I sure. I got a, I got a friend of mine. He did Golden Gloves, all that stuff like that. So, but you do have the bo- the background though, definitely, right? Right, right. Okay, because um, I can tell just from listening to you, um, some of your lives and um, some of your YouTube's and stuff like that. So let me ask you this: in everything you've been doing, how do you feel your boxing background has helped you or prepared you for this? Um, field of your life, you know, um, being on YouTube, kind of the the base that come your way, um, defending, you know, what I'm saying, um, lineage. How, how do you feel like your boxing background may, may have influenced how you um, move today, you know, in this space? Oh man, um, well, yeah, boxing is, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a mental, it's 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 more mental than it is uh, physical. But it's it's a thank you man's game. Um, but um, yeah, boxing definitely had an influence on um, you know my approach to it. Um, you know you got to it's, it's a what you put in, uh, what you get out of the situation, and uh, you know it was definitely like a motivation uh, place that I go. Um, you know be self motivated, but. Um, yeah, boxing definitely um, had a lot to do with it. But, yeah, just mentally tough, you know, focused, and, uh, you know, just warrior spirit. <laughs> I definitely get that. I definitely get that. So um, we're going to wrap it up around here. So we going out to Houston. It's a big barbecue. You invited us. What's on the menu? Oh, man. Uh, I'm gonna show watch y'all come down here. We're gonna smoke some brisket though. Definitely gotta have some ribs down here. Um links. Um yeah, we definitely gonna put some links on there. We do uh beef links though. Yeah, I like beef links. Uh boudin. Y'all know something about boudin? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, see that yeah, that boudin. We're gonna have them boudin links on there too. And uh, mm-hmm. seafood boudin, chicken boudin links, uh, you know, the original boudin. But uh, what else we going to throw in there? Sides, macaroni. Uh, oh, yeah, chicken. We got to throw some chicken on there. 
um, but macaroni, um, potato salad, definitely got a uh, rock with the potato salad, and uh, we don't put no eggs in our potato salad. No, not nah, nah, yeah. we we gonna put yeah, no, yeah. Eggs. Yeah, eggs though. No eggs though. Nah, we gonna make it. I, I, me, that's just me personally. I don't, I don't like the eggs in there. I could go either way. Yeah, I could go either way. I could go either way. But my mom make it with the eggs. But yeah, I could go either way. <laughs> what else we gonna have? Uh, green beans down here in the south. Southern green beans, though. Uh, what else we doing with it? Dirty rice. Got to have the dirty rice. Y'all like that? Y'all rock with dirty rice? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, uh, definitely with the dirty rice. Uh, since y'all coming this way, we're going to have to make some red beans. But, uh, yeah, I think that, that'll be it right there. Uh, what about the, what about the, the, the desserts? You know, desserts? Oh, man. Well, you know, the regular, you know, sweet potato pie, pecan pie. Uh, oh, oh, say that again. Say that, say say that for Ozzy. Come on, Ozzy Cats. Teach him how to say pecan. Come on. Yeah, pecan pie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Pie. Or, or, or pecan pie, but go ahead. Yeah, we eat pecan pie down here. You know what I'm saying? Pecan and, uh, what, what is uh, sweet potato pie for show? And, uh, you know, they're my two favorites right there. Lemon cake. Uh, you know, oh, I love that type of yeah. Yeah. and we right. drink down here, so you know, I know this is a food show, but we we drink down here too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we but I just asked the question earlier, you know, what I want people to get um, from my work, and mm-hmm. um, you know, really to be honest, I just um, you know, I just hope my my message um can reach the people and uh, resonate that, uh, you know, in this time, it's up to us to make that change, to be that change. And um, if we can plant the seeds now to lead the doctrines alone, because for so long, people have brought us doctrines to tell us who we are. And, you know, this shit ain't got us nowhere. And the reality of the fact ain't no them fought for us or shit, no blood. Or made no real moves to um, change anything where it matters. And so, um, you know, to that I say, man, we leave all of the doctrines alone and go back and find our ancestors. You know, uh, make genealogy uh, the, the the foundation of it. And um, if we can build off of that foundation with the genealogy, I feel like we can't go wrong, especially in search of ourselves. And so, once we figure out where we come from. And um, who we are, you know what I mean. I feel like it'll be a, um, you know, um, a, a motivation factor for the people in the future. And so I, I end with that. That's yeah. powerful. Go ahead, Asha. You got it. Yeah, that's real powerful. You know, until the interviews that we've had from people in Texas, so we've had Talik, we've had Miss um, Dewanda, and we've had Top Cat. And listening to I was gonna say we got Moon. Oh, oh yeah, Moon. Moon. Sorry, no, yeah, definitely Moon. That was a good interview as well. The more I listen to y'all, the more I'm like, man, Mississippi, Texas, Chicago, very similar um, cultures, very similar food culture. Even I had never heard of Zydeco until Topcast and Talik, and I looked at Zydeco. I'm like, that's Chicago stepping. So <clears> it's <throat> the to see the the connection. Um, 
is you know it's a beautiful thing and also like you mentioned earlier you trace the food you can trace the genealogy because you think Chicago then you got Mississippi Louisiana Texas and I got family in all of those places and the culture is very much alive in all of those places we might call it different things we all say (laughs) (laughs) but we might call it different things but um, apparently we're all doing similar stuff so I appreciate you being on the show today Topcats Yes, yeah. indeed. The food is good, bro. You got it. Now, I was going to say, nah, I appreciate y'all. It was good energy. Um, um, yeah, nah, this was, this was a good beer right here. Appreciate y'all having me. Oh, definitely, man. Thank you for coming. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to being able to invite you again in the future, man. But, yeah, it was a good build. And I, um, I'm definitely glad you came through, man. Appreciate you, bro. For sure. Appreciate y'all. Enjoy the rest of y'all day. All right, you too. I will do. Peace.